We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski presented by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. Welcome into uh, episode 53 of The Big Show. See, I got you a present over there, too. Oh, you did cherry lemonade. That's what I needed. I, I needed a good thing. Yeah, what people, what some people view as a meltdown is not a meltdown. It's just me trying to figure it out. When you've spent when it's techno technology's hard and and what happens with me and i don't know what it is, i don't know what it is exactly but when something goes wrong they 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 like to blame me and i'm like it's not completely under my purview you know it's not my thing i did the best i could you just give them the you don't give a shit meter i've i've got to get back to that place where i just don't care what people think i'm pretty good at it you're really good at it and if i could get back to that place i think i would be blissfully happy it is it's a lot of carefree involved it what it does with me that's different than you because you're able to not give a damn and also kind of be a social person Uh, allegedly when i get when i get that goes all the way up i don't want to be around anybody hardly i mean i just don't like people and that's not a good place to be when you do this for a living and you have to talk to a lot of people. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's the balance you have to find that's that's uh, it's it's a, sometimes a little difficult. Yeah, I like. I don't have a. Uh, I think I have resting asshole face. You know how they say resting bitch face. I think I have resting yeah. asshole face. Um, I'm actually very approachable and like to drink beer and play golf, but I don't like to talk about football all fucking day though. <sighs> You know what I mean? It's my pet peeve. Like that's that's the one thing. If I go if I go hang out with some people that I don't know, right? I don't want to talk about Nick Saban. I don't want to talk about Ole Miss. I don't mm. want. I just want to fucking be there. Well, it's like Laura will be like, "Hey, do you want to go?" And I'm like, I don't know them. <laughs> and and I'm like, well, are they gonna are they gonna bug me about football? 
Like, what's so-and-so like? I don't know. And then I'm a smart ass, right? Well, if you don't, so if like I'm around, engage, like, yeah, if, you're, if I'm you're around dead. an insurance person, I always want to go tell me about what's going on with the latest in life insurance. Like, what's what, what are the new trends? What's happening with? Tell me about uh, tell me about some of the auto insurance offerings you got going on there. Yeah, and they look at you like, man, I don't want to talk about insurance. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> So let's find a common ground here if we have one. And if we don't, let's just drink beer and shut up, right? And I shouldn't say that I don't like talking about it. I just don't like talking about it all the time. Yeah, it's because it's it, it's there's more. Let's like, mix it up, man. Let's throw in some baseball every once in a while. Well, or, or just other NASCAR, things, right? Golf. I mean, other stuff. Like, it's probably why I like golf so much. It probably is because it's something totally different. Totally different. And I suck at it, but I like it. Mention rain total body fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at rain body fuel to learn more. I just achieved my goal a little while ago. Got my ballot uh, verification that I've achieved my activity goal for the day. There you go. Good. Hey, well, we're talking about rain and monster. A um, few things. So rain tropical storm will be coming soon. Uh, <laughs> rain actually put out a, a tweet the other day about a big shipment of tropical storm in this in this storm got sprayed across the interstate. Um, but uh, it'll be coming soon. And I went by Kroger today because yesterday they started rolling out the Unleash the Beast IPA yesterday. Oh, yeah? And I was going to see if if the local Kroger here had it yet. And they yeah, did not. They don't it's, have it it's, yet. It's coming. I know that they, they have it at the Publix at Tallahassee because I saw somebody post on it. Um, I was going to bring you – when it gets to Kroger, I've already talked to my man Bob – me and you will have an IPA live on live on air. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I mean, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> I know you're fired up. I mean. But Unleash the Beast, um, the IPA is bigger markets, I think, starting out until it gets here. So sure. Up, it's up to the beer distributor has to do it, whoever the local one is here. Um, but you can probably go check it, start checking it out in your where, where you can buy craft beers. So in your craft, okay. craft beer section of wherever you go. Yeah. So – uh, both Kroger and Larson's in Oxford have really good craft beer selections. Okay, for a town of Oxford size. Oh, and speaking of that, um, I know Rain. Since we started this show, probably about the last four or five, six months, maybe we've been doing a show trying to find a Rain anywhere close to here. It's mm-hmm. very difficult. Um, and Monster, literally, my man Bob took care of it. Monster sent Monster people to the uh, local area, and. Um, they have done a great job, so let's piss them off again and let's clear out the, sh- the shelves. Absolutely, clear out the shelves in Oxford. But they were they were well stocked today when I went. So this is the cherry limeade, which is easily one of my go tos, my one of my favorites. Kind of my com- yeah. it's kind of my comfort rain. That and uh, Razzleberry, your two go tos. Mm-hmm. I'm cherry limeade and red dragon are my two favorites. Yeah, no, I love the red dragon. The Red Dragon is probably still my number one. Yeah. But I don't go to it all the time because, to be perfectly honest, I mean, if I have a Red Dragon at 10 in the morning, I'm good. But if I have a Red Dragon at 3, sometimes I have a hard time getting to sleep. Yeah, I think, well, I think that's anybody with, you know, if if you're the person that can't drink caffeine, at you know, a coffee after dinner or whatever, you know, but for me. Yeah, it doesn't affect you. Not even a little bit. I'm rocking. But I don't drink, and which is crazy is I don't drink a lot of, I guess I do drink caffeine because I like unsweet tea. So I, I drink stuff like that. I, the caffeine doesn't, I don't know, doesn't bother me. Well, but hey, I only drink one cup of coffee. It's not on the sheet. Someone mentioned it in the thread. Uh, 
Drew said he taught SEC basketball with you. Have you watched much SEC basketball? Yeah, I love it. So give me – if I tell you one team from the SEC makes the Final Four, who is it? Tennessee. Okay, I think I'd go Bama, but I might go Tennessee. All right, if I take – I, I want to see Bama's kind of gotten a funk a little bit lately, shooting a three. Now they can't. They didn't bother them last night. No. <laughs> they were fine. Jerry or, or Tuesday. Says, yeah. Whoa! I didn't see yeah. a funk. They were fine, but they they kind of went on a little weak funk. I just want to see them get out of it. But yeah, Alabama's always there. So if I tell you a team, but from Tennessee the, can defend. Yeah, they're really big. And when they can shoot and defend, they're pretty dangerous. And then they got weird last night. Yeah. Florida played really well. So if I tell you a team from the SEC not named Alabama, not named Tennessee, makes the Sweet Sixteen, where do you go? You're not gonna you're gonna laugh at me when I tell no, you. No, I won't probably because I, I I'm I know which I have one two. I say. I have two, okay. But okay. my new trendy one that I that I'm starting to believe in a little bit mm-hmm. is Missouri. Oh wow, I'm shocked. But that's my new trendy one. But if you just put a gun to my head and say there's another one that's gonna make Sweet Sixteen not named, I would say Texas A and M. That's me too. Me too. Yeah. I was really impressed with Texas A and M on Tuesday night in a loss. Mm-hmm. Like, I caught myself in a game where Arkansas won by 12 points, I think. I came away more impressed with A&M. Now, I said this the other day about Arkansas coming out of their game against Baylor. They did some things. Like, if I were Eric Musselman on Saturday afternoon leaving Waco, I wasn't all that upset. I we, we Baylor's good, dude. I would be like, yeah, and if I'm Arkansas, I would be like, I think we figured some things out tonight. And that's why I was curious to watch that game because I was like, you know what? They kind of did some things where like Tarin George for Baylor is a stud. And yeah. he ultimately got the game won for Baylor in Waco. It was a really close game. And they played that game against A&M the other night. And even though I was really impressed with A&M, I mean, Arkansas obviously won. And they're starting to kind of figure it out. You know, they lost. Everybody talks about how they lost Smith. They lost Brazil. Yeah, dude. They, and Brazil was such a good player. For but them. they're figuring it out, though. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. the, the other guys, um, I could see them doing something. The thing I always said about Missouri, though, is this when you talk about making sweet 16 runs, like, when you can hit the three and you can score, you can get hot. I mean, that's what, you know, when I was here the first time with Freeze and, and Marshall Henderson was here, right? Yep. Ole Miss made these tournament runs. The SEC won the tournament one year, I think, and, you know, started winning some games is because when you can hit the three in the tournament, Dude, they've shot the last, was it three or four games? They shot over 50% from three. Missouri? Yeah. Yeah. And I went to the game here. I like going, uh, I go, if I can, if I'm not doing anything, I'll go to the games here. And, dude, they didn't, they couldn't miss a shot. Well, no, they went 16 for 31 from three. What I noticed was their their ability to produce open looks from three. They weren't bad Correct. shots, right? And they were a lot of tempo, up and down. If you got a good shot, take it. Even though you're going to miss some shots when you do that, you're going to have some games that get away from you, and you're going to have some empty possession games and stuff like that. But no, you're right. They're a team. They're one of those teams. They, A and M, probably Auburn. Auburn's got to make sure that it draws. Auburn's kryptonite in the tournament is oh shit. We just drew a team with big athletic guards. Correct. That's going to be like damn. It's going to be hard to overcome. Yep. Um. Arkansas's kryptonite is going to be, oh, God, we just got a crew that calls everything. They'll be be in trouble. (laughs) 
Missouri's kryptonite will be a team that can really defend on the perimeter. Yeah. That can really defend on the perimeter. But the advantage they have is everybody on that team shoots threes. Everybody. Everybody. I mean, they got everybody. And, and when then, you got everybody that can do it, you can extend some guys and find matchups. It's not one or two guys. They literally, every freaking dude on the team shoots threes. What I like about A&M, and we'll get off this topic, but what I like about A&M is <clears throat> they can kind of beat you in a lot of different ways. They can do a lot of different things. They're not dependent. Like Arkansas, for example, is vi- because they don't shoot it great. Arkansas is super dependent on they've got to win the boards. They've got to dominate you on the boards. And they've got a bunch of guys that can, can go get boards, and they're physical down low. But, like, if they draw a team that can match up in the middle a little bit, they're in trouble, especially if that team can shoot it some. Yeah. No, I go, dude, I, I go to uh, – I sit in the same place just about every time. I'm either on the floor, which I've, I've been on the floor, I guess, once – twice this year and then i go uh i like my i get on game uh not a sponsor game time uh app mm-hmm. get get my dollar ticket and you can sit anywhere you want to at this point in time of the season i go to section 204 sit at the top of the at the top of section 204 where i can see everything develop and i like watching things develop i like watching scheme i, I enjoy it yeah i do too maybe it's the press box in me that's why i will be uh i'll be thrilled when uh Whoever it is, whether it's Kermit figuring it out, which doesn't look likely, or whoever comes in and they get relevant again, it's fun. Yeah, SEC basketball is fun. I don't. The tournament's fun. I don't want to get on that subject, but I sure as hell like Kermit, man. He's a good dude. Oh, good people. Yeah, everybody does. Good people. Absolutely. All right, you ready to roll? Let's do it. So, Tom Brady. We got to start with the goat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady at the age of 45 hangs it up. This time he says for good. And I think it's I think it is it's for legit. good. He's got a TV deal with Fox. $375 million. Ten year deals. So he's gonna make $37.5 million to talk, and no one's gonna hit him. Sign me up. Oh, <laughs> oh God. And you don't even have to work all year round. You know what I mean? Like just probably what, three days a week, maybe? So we always say he's the GOAT. Yep. Is he the GOAT? Absolutely. His best to ever play? Best to ever play the position. What made him so great? In my opinion, what made him great was he made himself great. And I think you can see a little bit of the common man in him a little bit. You know, was what, the six round, 199th pick, bad body. Nobody expected anything of the guy. He's self-made. He is the example of what hard work and dedication will get you in life. I think he's he's um, made himself from literally nothing to being the goat. You know, and you're right through too. hard work. I don't know if we ever talked about this. I covered Auburn late '90s, early 2000s, and I don't remember the year, but Auburn played Michigan in what is now the Citrus Bowl. I think yeah. it, I think at that point it was called the Capital One Bowl or '99 or 2000, somewhere in there, and. Um, the paper sent me down a full week early. I think I went down on Christmas night. And um, not not today. I, I, I don't dip on days that – I don't dip on Thursdays or Fridays or other days that end in day. Nothing against it. It's just never been my thing. Not just best for you. Um, but I went down and I remember going to a couple of Michigan practices and the hype was around Drew Henson. Yeah who was a two-sport guy who at the time was about to get paid a bunch of money to go play baseball. And he and 
Brady sort of split reps. Mostly it was Henson, though, was predominantly the guy that got most of the reps. And I remember seeing Tom Brady as a college player in practice. He was fine. He was fine. Yeah. He was good. I mean, he's playing at Michigan. You don't play at Michigan unless you're pretty good, typically. He's a good athlete. He got drafted by the Expos. Yeah, yeah. But by, by like, the way, the last player, the last athlete retired. Did you see that? I did see that. <laughs> was drafted by the Montreal Expos. That's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I don't remember watching him in those practices or in that Citrus Bowl against Auburn and going, oh, man, that dude. And you think of the amount of work that, that he put in, and, and he probably landed in the perfect place, and then he absolutely made the most of it, and then he began to sort of revolutionize fitness for uh, for athletes, certainly yeah. for quarterbacks. Preparation. Preparation. Uh, the whole deal. Uh, sleep. Uh, everything. And, yeah, you know, he became – Bigger than football, obviously, and the whole thing with Giselle and all of that stuff and him, his look changed over the years. He certainly became a... Came thinner, Benjamin Button. Yeah, he he, he got better looking, and better looking and younger the older he got until this past until this year. year. Right, right, when his personal life blew up on him and the stress took over. If you want to see how bad stress is for a human being, look at Tom Brady from August to December. He didn't eat well. Stress is bad for you. But um he yeah, it's it's not and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not saying Kobe Bryant didn't work hard because Kobe oh, Bryant's yeah. Kobe Bryant's work was legendary. Yeah. But like Kobe was Kobe could have not worked very hard and been a top twenty NBA player. That's what I have a different um look at when you say GOAT. And greatest of all time. That's why Michael Jordan, to me, you talking about basketball, will always go down as the greatest to ever play basketball for me, because Michael Jordan wasn't naturally talented as those guys, as LeBron. You know, the other two that come in the conversation, which is LeBron and Kobe. Yeah, those guys could not work, and they would still be elite Hall of Fame players. Yeah, LeBron could just be your typical NBA player who puts in a typical amount of work, and he would be a top 20 player. I mean, Michael Jordan got cut from his high school team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tom Brady worked to be where he was at. And the other thing, when it comes to quarterbacks, is I get stats. I guess he led the he was the uh, he led the NFL in passing, what, four years? I don't know how many MVPs. One, one played, what, 20-something years? He won seven Super Bowls and played in ten. He made the people around him better. What is New England without Tom Brady? I think we're seeing it right now. Yeah, they're just a franchise. If they're just an NFL team. We're seeing it right now. They're a mediocre NFL football team. Yeah, they're just a team. All right. He made every, he immediately goes to Tampa Bay before he got there. What were they? They were a, just a football team. Matter of fact, I don't even think they made the playoffs the year before he gets there. And he goes and wins a Super Bowl and makes them immediate contender once he gets there. And that's on the tail end. You're getting his scrubs. You're getting what's left. I mean, you're getting the bottom of the barrel, Tom Brady. He still wins a Super Bowl and makes you competitive every yeah. year. Um, and that's what, for me, he's the best that, the best that ever played the game. Um, now, is are there people that are more talented? Absolutely. Like if you said, hey, who is uh, – 
who would I take from a talent standpoint, the greatest talent of all time? I'd take an Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. I'm trying to think. The first two names that came to mind when you said that were John Elway. Dan Marino. And Dan Marino. I'm just I didn't stu- I wasn't in the study mode and all right, that stuff. Right, right. I just I'm talking about the modern era, yeah, I guess. Rodgers. Yeah, Dan, sure. I mean, if you can say talent, I mean you could probably say Marino probably is probably the most talented to ever throw a football. Elway had a strong arm, but Marino had everything. He accuracy and just never but he's never considered the great greats because he didn't ever he never won a Super Bowl. No, he went to one Super Bowl. And lost his rookie yeah. year. Um so, but anyway, long story short is um, I think he's the greatest to ever play. He did it for a long – was up top a long time, made the people around him better for a long time. I mean, dude, the guy played in ten Super Bowls and won seven of them. Think about that. It's, it's remarkable. Ron, Ronnie in the thread says, what if – what if uh, – That's my guy, Ronnie yeah, Williams. What if Budsoe never gets hurt? That's my – That's my. Uh, we coached baseball together, by the way. Yeah, I, know, I knew it was. There's there's um, two what ifs that are interesting with Tom Brady and what ifs you could do these with so many people right what if what if I mean, what if Magic Johnson wasn't a Laker right out of the gate would he have been as good as he was what, there's lots of what ifs but the two what ifs with him are what if Bledsoe doesn't get hurt right and then what if they don't call the Tuck rule and the Patriots lose that game and the Raiders win it. Does, do the Patriots take off on that? And you'll just never, we'll never know. Never that's know, that's what makes sports fun, right? Is what if, what if, here's me, you know, we could do, like people always do the Saban thing. What if the Dolphins, instead of their. What med- if Rich Rod took the Alabama job? Well, yeah. What if the Dolphins medical people, instead of flagging Drew Brees, go, yeah, sign him. Let's do it. He's still pissed about that, by the way. I'm sure he is. Because <laughs> he, he probably never coaches at Alabama. He, he goes on, maybe he goes on a. 10, 12-year run yeah. in, in Miami with Drew Brees, and the Saints aren't the New Orleans Saints anymore. The Saints are the San Antonio Saints. I mean, there's there's so many ifs yeah. that if you, you know, you could do this across the board, it actually would be a, a fun exercise sometimes. You Just, know, some people say if ifs and nuts were candy and uh, – if ifs and butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. That is, that is correct. You know what I like to say? What's that? If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Well, that is true. <laughs> and in today's political climate – Quite well, possible. Actually, you know, if your aunt just identified as your uncle, she would be. It's as simple as that. <laughs> this episode brought to you by the Biden administration. Biden Harris 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Oh, I mean, right. doesn't technically have to have anything. <laughs> say she is. Stop. Before we get going. <laughs> but no, I, I think. Uh, I mean, if you think you're a woman. <laughs> I mean, what is a woman after all? <laughs> I should, it's my fault. I started it. It's my fault. Uh, the um, I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, if you think you menstruate, <laughs> you probably do. You killed me, dude. Sorry. All right. So to answer my man Ronnie's question, um, I think not only with Bledsoe getting hurt, I don't know if it, that would have happened with another organization at the place where they were at. You know, you had Belichick early in his days. Uh, Kraft was a relatively new owner in the league. I think that they were trying to mix some things up. I think if you were at a more stable organization, they would have gone back to the guy. There's some organizations that would have not. Yeah, of course. That was a different time. Of course. It's not like today where you can just go, Jimmy G, Trey Lance. If Kobe Bryant, if Kobe Bryant stays with the Hornets or the Bobcats or whatever they were yeah. at the time, is he is he the same guy? I have no idea. 
Right. You know, what happens if Michael Jordan never retires? Does he win nine or does he burn out? Who knows? Like, what happens if Patrick Mahomes gets drafted by the Bears? Bears would still suck. <laughs> well, that, a lot of people think the Bears would still suck. And so do we? would we view Mahomes the way we view him? Because I don't know that he would have taken the Bears to five Super Bowls. Yeah. So there's there's all sorts of what-ifs in sports that are fun. It's one of the things that makes sports fun. All right. Um, what, if, we... what if Steve Bartman leaves his hands off the damn ball? <laughs> I was noodles coming with that sooner. You know? I mean, Moises Alou catches it. The Cubs win in 03, and then maybe there's no pressure, and they go out and win in 04, too, and then... Who knows? I mean, like, we're having a totally different conversation. What if I was six foot tall? I mean, <laughs> just think of the... <laughs> I'd still be playing. Instead, of, be sit, instead of sitting on the bench at Auburn, you no. maybe set all I the Auburn records, right? You would have played play for a while. Um, all right, so we kind of left it off last week. We were talking about D'Amico Ryans and that he was going to get offered the, the uh, Broncos job. And within the hour of thought it was very unique timing. Um, we have a little source off between Adam Scheffner and uh, I always pronounce it Scheffner. 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 What are I get an in from? I don't know. Adam Scheffner and um, can you name Ian the Rappaport. city right there? Is that uh, that looks like Chicago? That is San Francisco. I guess. Okay, I'm, I'm terrible. There you go. Never been to San Francisco. Oh, you've never been? No. Yeah. Um. And Ian Rappaport about what really happened. And I love Schefter. Okay. Did that on purpose. They're having an argument about what really happened with D'Amico Ryans. Yes. The new coach of the Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryans, if you have any common sense, you know the truth of the story. Just have common sense. Okay. What is Sean Payton? If Sean Payton didn't have all this, uh, have to give up the Saints. Uh, have to get all the uh, draft picks and everything else in exchange. Sean Payton would have been the first coach off the board. Let's don't make any mistake about that. He's the best available option. Sure. It's just what you had to give up to get him. Of course. D'Amico Ryans likes Texas, uh, Houston, because that's where he played. Mm -hmm. He knows the owner and all that stuff. He decided he wanted to go there. And so after after going, Denver went to Ann Arbor to see Jim Harbaugh. Yes. They went to his house. Correct. A little over a week ago. Right. Um, they went to their next option and said, hey, we lost who – they kind of had it narrowed down. They were going. They were all in on D'Amico Ryans. That is correct. All right. That is that – is, that's fact. I, I, they were all in as of our episode, whatever. That was last Thursday, right? That's correct. All in. They did not get him. They panicked. They had one choice left because nobody else wanted to give up everything for Sean Payton. Sean Payton was going to be back at Fox. To the point, if you watch the show, the the show on the Sunday, pregame show on pre-game Sunday, show on Sunday, Sean Payton thought he was going to be back on Fox next year too. Well, when D'Amico Ryan's after the game decides he's going to go to Houston, he's back in the ball game. So they give it up, and when I say they gave it up, they gave it up. How First about round this? pick? How about this for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton? If you're a Broncos fan, for Russell Wilson. And Sean Payton, you've given up three third, three first rounds, three second rounds, a fifth round. You've given up Drew Locke. You've given up Noah Fant, and you've given up the D lineman. Is it Shelby Harris or whoever it is? They've given up three quality players and seven draft picks, three first and three second for Russell Wilson 
and Sean Payton. Do you know what you could get? So the Falcons could get Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid for three first and three seconds. All right. I think the Broncos very clearly made a mistake. The question I have is, did Sean Payton make a mistake? I mean, no. he's, he's getting a lot of money, yeah, and he no, wants he, to coach. Yeah, no, Sean Payton, let me tell you, and I will say this. But are they, are they doomed? Because I don't know I don't, if, can, he, can, he, can he get anything out of Russell Wilson that, that – All right, so here's the thing, right? Uh, almost, you, that's a lot to give up. First of all, the mistake I don't think was made with Sean Payton. The mistake was made with Russell Wilson. Agreed. That, that contract is so big – that this is they can't leave, they can't get rid of Russell Wilson, okay? That ain't happening. He's right. yours for a while. So you got two choice. I think it's actually smart on their part a little. Now I don't like that you had to give up all that. If anybody on this planet can get Russell Wilson to play, it's going to be Sean Payton. If anybody left on this planet can get him to play, sure, it's him. So it's almost like it sucks that you gave up that much. And it does. That sucks. That's a lot. But it's the only way you can save your franchise at the same time. Does that make sense? It does. So, and D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston. I think that was really smart on his behalf. Okay? Picking them over the Broncos, and this is why. One, he could have pretty much picked where he wanted to go this year. His name was super hot. But knowing the owner and playing there and all that stuff, they're going to give him a little bit more time. They're not going to do the – Oh, it didn't work in year one. Pull the rug out from underneath you. They're going to give him time, knowing the owner and that relationship. He will have every opportunity to make that work. Does that make sense? Yes. He's incredibly highly thought of. Yeah. Alan, I understand you can't get Patrick Mahomes. I was trying to make a joke. Um, but I don't know, man. I just I, I'm I'm interested in this Broncos thing because at the same time you got you got the guy that can because their defense is legit now. The Broncos have a defense. If Sean Payton can get it going, they will be successful. But they they're going it's going to be very tough to build an organization with no draft picks. You're going to have to do it all through free agency, and it's now you got so cap hard. issues, right? Yeah, they're going to end up. Although they are expanding the cap, so this is going to free some they money. They are, up, but, but it's still, not a lot. Yeah, um, which means guys are going to ask for more too. Twenty million, maybe they're adding to it. Something two, like it's that. It's up to two twenty, whatever it is. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, um, Jimmy G. Uh, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but Shanahan and I, I did. love him saying this. He just said they, he was asked a direct question. He gave a direct answer. Um, do you see any? He was asked, "Do you see any scenario with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back to San Francisco next year?" He said, "No." All right. And he's a hundred percent right. And I don't understand why people can't get around this. Jimmy G. is a free agent. Okay, I think he was making around $9 million this year. I think that was his his contract number. I looked it up last week. I think it's six or nine, somewhere in there. You have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. They're on rookie deals. Like, Brock Purdy's making a million bucks total. Yeah. A million bucks. Yeah. Why would you go pay a guy that's probably not going to be your starting quarterback $9 million when you got two, two rookies on rookie deals, and they can, they can take that money? And they're close now. They're not – they're like – just gonna be. I'm gonna be real with you, Eagles fans. I'm gonna be real with you. Two years in a row, they're in the NFC title game. They'd be in the Super Bowl today if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt. I'm gonna let you say it. Say it again. So, Eagles fans, I and look, I like the Eagles players. I have players and people on the staff that I like. I can't stand the the fans. Drive. I don't. That's the most obnoxious fan base on the planet. Don't come. I mean. 
We didn't go and just, hey, we kicked the shit out of everybody and we're here. They they play a freaking they, – they play – everybody they play, the Giants, man. They play the Giants. Congratulations. You get to go play. <laughs> it's Neil told me to tell you all this. But you're playing you're playing a team that gets – their quarterback gets hurt on the third play. If they don't get – if Brock Purdy does not get hurt, you are not in the Super Bowl. Period. The 49ers are a better football team. So I guess you want to know who I'm picking for the Super Bowl to win. I don't even like the Chiefs either, but I like them this week. I can't pull for I can't pull for the Eagles. It drives me nuts, man. I don't I, I don't know. The most obnoxious fan base on the planet. All right. Um speaking of obnoxious, yeah. Have you taken a peek at the Pro Bowl rosters? No. It's a flag football game and a dodgeball game. There used to be like some street cred when you said, man, he was a pro bowler. You used to kind of like in your baseball, he was an all-star. Yeah, sure. Basketball, he's an all-star. Sure, still is. Well, the NFL used to be he was a pro bowler. Tyler Huntley is now is a pro bowl quarterback that threw two touchdowns and for 600 yards this year. Mm-hmm. They were both beautiful throws. Beautiful throws. The backup quarterback. I mean, no, they were gorgeous. The ball spiraled. The backup quarterback. Oh, no, I don't want to hear it. In the wind. For the Baltimore Ravens is in, a pro. Like, into the wind. When you go and Wikipedia this guy, because you can't remember who he was four years from now, and you go in his what Wikipedia. What did Tyler do to you? It's going to say Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah. What did he do to you? He didn't do anything to me. Two beautiful passes into the wind. But we got Derek Carr. Okay. Against NFL defenses. Derek Carr doesn't even have a team right now. With a, he's a man without a team. Like, what's he what logos he wearing? Taxi this week? squad wide receivers. Like, he's not coming, he's not playing for them anymore. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Both arms broken. Trevor Lawrence, who 99% of the people on this planet thought he sucked. A ruptured spleen. Five weeks ago, is a Pro Bowl quarterback. On one knee. He did all this. Tyler Huntley. It's unbelievable, dude. But I don't know, man. I, I just Tyler Huntley oh. put some respect on his name. I just I can't do it. It's like, and I get that. I understand that football's different. You can't play a full game like you. I mean, people are so worried about getting hurt now. And all Why that can't stuff. you just have an All Pro team and not have a Pro Bowl? Do you have to have a Pro Bowl? That's my point. Just right. Just name an All Star team. It's like you don't have a Pro Bowl in college football. Just name a all-american team name a pro bowl team your first team all-american whatever you call it sure you win the heisman trophy or you don't have a quarterback competition between all the heisman trophy candidates no just go call it what you call it but it's it's people are pulling out because they won't get hurt and this Derek carr thing now that's interesting because if he gets hurt have you heard this yeah it's 40 million dollars the raiders would have to pay if he were to like blow his suffer a career-ending injury dude, playing I, dodgeball dude i'm out there like cutting hard i'm not taping ankles man i'm, I'm <laughs> i mean what are you you know what i mean but, he, I mean, will he make more than 40 on the open market? He's going to get a deal. Yeah, he's getting a deal. I would imagine he's going to get some kind of trade deal probably the next probably next two or three weeks. I bet it's done either before the Super Bowl or shortly after. I think he'll get a deal. Derek Carr. Yeah, because, look, the fact that Tyler Huntley is in the Pro Bowl tells you how valuable Pro Bowl I mean, quarterbacks are in, in the NFL. It's a, it's a quarterback league. All right, Reg Size Brand brought it up. I was going to not talk about this, but this was a hot topic in my office earlier in the week. Okay. Was people are questioning Brock Purdy's toughness. He tore his 
He like, tore the UCL. Guys, guys, What's he going to do? He tore his UCL. He could not feel his hand. Okay? Could not feel it. And for somebody that's had nerve nerve damage in their hand before, yes, uh, it, could, it will come back, but it's not coming back five minutes after you injured it. Like, it's... it's <laughs> well, he tore it completely. He wasn't going to be able he, to... He, it, he couldn't throw... It hurt to throw a screen pass. He tried to throw a screen, and he's like, it hurt. I mean, like, you can't... Come on. Like, look, that's I'm all stupid. about that's you can't. He's not the only one, though. Reg size, Ben, you're not the only one. We had a whole debate, in the, and I was very upset. Like, oh, he's soft, and this. Well, he, and that. Put, he no. put the sarcasm thing. The slash s means he's being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Well, I I didn't know the slash s what that meant. So I guess I'm old man yelling at cloud. But it was a hot topic in my office this week, Monday morning, about him being soft. You know who you are, and you're probably not listening, but I will make sure you listen to this part. Um, no, come on, not soft at all. No, I mean it's a. Just totally changed the game. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't do anything. And, dude, I, I'm telling you, if if Brock Purdy does not get hurt, they win that football game. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong for them. Warner's shoulder comes out in the second play of the game. And he, he came back in and played, but he dislocated his – he had separated his shoulder, put it back in place, and came back in. And, and Bosa, <laughs> Bosa gets rolled up on the sideline coming out for the Saw second that. drive. yeah. You know, and just wasn't know, their man. day. It, when it just what it was like, bam, bam, bam. I mean, it was just like, I mean, it is what it is. But anyway, well, once the NFL figures out who they want to win the Super Bowl, they'll they'll go from there. <laughs> so, are you on, are you on team fixed or not team fixed? Fixed is too I know, strong. I know you were upset Sunday when we fixed talked. is too strong. Um, you seen all this Arian Foster stuff? Yeah, I mean that's silly. It can't be fixed. It's too. There are too many people would have to know. Fixed is too strong. Do I think that there was a favorable whistle that went way favorable? I do. I think the, in my opinion, this is what I think is happening. Do I think the penalties that were called were penalties? I do. But I also think those penalties also occurred where the other team had the ball or were involved well, Mahomes and they didn't is, get called. On Mahomes' run, there's <clears> – <throat> There's, 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 there's two, holds. two blatant holds. Yeah. On the punt, there's, there's a block a, in the bag. Yeah. Now, you don't punt the ball where he can return it. Because it's a bad punt. Correct. They couldn't block Chris Jones. At the end Correct. of the day, they couldn't block Chris Jones. Correct. That was the biggest problem they had. And they, they had me and you playing off the offensive line. And they just couldn't block him. Had they blocked him, we're probably having a completely different conversation. But, like... The, the 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 grounding call on Burrow. It's probably a good call. But if you're going to call the call on Burrow, you got to call the call on Mahomes when he grounds the ball. You call the two the late hit on Mahomes, which was a good call. But earlier, and it didn't matter because they ended up scoring, but at the two-yard line, there was a late hit on one of the Bengals receivers, completely out of bounds. Well, Burrow got hit, hit late and didn't call it. Burrow got pushed down to the ground. And yeah. someone goes, well, he wasn't pushed very hard. You can't touch him. After he throws it, you can't go step, step, push. Of the all of the court, rough and the passer shit that we've seen this year, right. and we're not going to call that. So at some point you go, huh, kind of feels one-sided. Yeah, and I don't and, think. And, and, and listen, there's this narrative that's been established about Mahomes and always oh, playing on one ankle. Oh, my God. Not the first player in the world to play with the sprained ankle. Come on, stop. That was pretty. I will. Can I say something though? Yeah. He did. He bought me. He bought some brownie points with me, man. Burrow had a better quarterback rating. No, I'm just talking about just going, just showing up to play. 
I'm not talking about his performance. Sure. That was a lot of people would have said no. Name one elite quarterback that would have said no. Well, you said that. You Lamar said that. Jackson. <laughs> TikTok like that, like your take on uh, Lamar Jackson, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're TikTok famous right now. Oh, should tell my They said you're right. They should were, tell my girls. Yeah, you're TikTok famous. I don't even remember what I said. It was like, because we didn't do a show Monday, so he recycled or something. We were talking about Lamar move, moving on from Lamar. Oh, okay. Yeah, they love you. They should. They should. But there's it's a great, not working, great it's exa- not working. That's a great example, though. Right. I mean, there are people that won't play with that. Yeah. And he's a $450 million man whether he plays or he doesn't. And he he brought some he he bought some brownie points to me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he missed and a lot of the throws that he missed were because he couldn't drive off. You know, he right sure he he and if he and I call bullshit on this. Let me tell you what I call bullshit on is him saying he didn't take a shot. He may have not taken a shot and taken some pills. There's a zero percent chance that dude was out there playing without some kind of. <laughs> Some yeah. kind of some kind of uh, feel good juice, and that's kind of my, the narrative I'm talking about. They they, they want to make this out to be some super Herculean deal, and he got he took a shot and school, whatever. Here's my problem. I, this is why I have come across the other side of it, though. I realized that my my hate and my despise for Patrick Mahomes was because of his brother and his wife in social media. Yeah, because they're horrible. Okay, they're horrific people. Like, like makes me cringe. Yeah, but you know what I realized. I don't remember who told me this this week or last week where it was. They said, you know, you realize the reason you don't like this guy is because of other people around him. I said, you know what? You're right. He's never really done anything to – he hasn't done anything but the right stuff for me to like him. It's the other people around him. Like, dude, when his brother, like, did the TikTok dance on uh, – Well, even his dad with the thing about the cigar, the smoking the cigar on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's never said one negative yeah. word about yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I can't – like, They're just generating all this BS hate. Yeah, they're full of it. Yeah, but look, he is legit, man. I'm I'm a fan of him. I'm not a fan of everybody around him. I'm trying to change my perspective. So. Well, uh, unlike you, <laughs> I won't watch it. But Philly, if I did watch it, I would wear green and cheer for you guys the whole game. I'm not watching. Good luck to you, but no thanks. All right, click it on me. Hey Philly, I will be watching, <laughs> and I will not be wearing green because. You have the most obnoxious fan base in the history of organized sports. There you go. All right, Drew, I'm gonna. I'm so glad you said this because it's one of my pet peeves. If you're not a journalist covering a team, you literally can't be a homer. No. To be a homer, you have to be in journalism okay. covering a specific team. Gotcha. And if you cover that team, like if I cover the Braves, right, and I'm – Yahoo, all the time. Yep. I am Team Acuna, all that stuff, right? I'm a homer. Right. You can be a homer or a hater, and there's both in, 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 in all sorts of media. There's, there's media. I won't, I won't name him, but there's a guy that covered the Cubs who was really anti-Cub. He was more <laughs> anti the organization than he was the team, but he got known as a hater. But he had to cover the Cubs to be called a hater. You got to be to cover the cub. If you cover the Cubs and you're cheering for the Cubs, you're a homer. But if you're just a person who doesn't, I, I don't cover the NFL, right? So I can't be a homer by definition. I don't cover the teams. There you go. 
Does that make sense? It does. And if you're a fan in the real world, it's impossible for you to be a homer because you don't have a press credential. Very good. My so whole thing. So what you're saying is, by by rule, I could never be a homer no, of anybody. You're not a homer. Ever. You're not in the media. You're a fan. I'm a fan. Or you. Or not a fan. Or you're not a fan. That word gets used. It drives me insane. Like my whole thing was with. I thought you were a homer of Arkansas. I can't be. A, well, so hold <laughs> on. Hold on. No, 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 no. If I cheered for Arkansas. Rage. If I cheered for Arkansas, I would be kind of a kind of a homer because I do cover that league. Okay. I cover that division. So I do cover Arkansas. You would identify as a homer? I would kind of be a quasi homer. Yeah. A quasi what? Homer. <laughs> ER. ER. I just got lightheaded. But no, I mean, no. I, if I doing what I do, if I cheered for or against Arkansas, that would be wrong. Okay. If I cheer for them or against them in a game involving a team that I cover. So okay. if I'm at an Ole Miss Arkansas game and I cheer for one team over the other, I don't need to be I don't need to be there. That's the way I view it. It's the right. way I view journalism. If I'm at an Ole Miss definitely in the minority, right? Big time. <laughs> but if I'm at a, if I'm at a game that I'm covering, if I'm covering an Ole Miss game, if I'm cheering for Ole Miss or against Ole Miss, I got to check myself. I got to go. Hey, hold up. Why are you Why are you emotionally into this? You shouldn't be emotionally into this. I view my job. If I'm doing my job correctly, my pulse doesn't change. If a team goes Ole Miss, Ole Miss and Auburn go to overtime. My pulse is exactly the same. I don't care. Yeah. Because that enables me to assess what I saw, talk to the people involved, and write something about it without having to go like, and there are people, there are people in SEC press boxes who, when their team loses, they literally can't write for two hours because they're so emotional. Yep. And um, so my whole thing was always been with those people, like when they cheer in the press box, I'm like, you can go cheer, but get the hell out of here first. Take off your press credential and go be a fan. And that's fine. Go be a fan. But once you go over there and be a fan, you don't get to put the press credential back on and come back in to team objectivity. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Figure it out. And so I've always gotten this question, like, could you cover the Cubs professionally? And my answer is twofold. The first thing I'd have to decide is, could I stop being a fan? We'll take you on the Braves. Let's go. Okay. You become a Braves fan. But if I, but if I covered Major League Baseball, I couldn't cheer for a oh, team, yeah. right? So I'd have to be able to say, okay, can I put that away, like for good? Can I put it away? And if the answer is no, then I can't take the job. And if the answer is yes, then I have to turn around and go. But is that something I want to do? Do I want to give up something that I've always cheered for? It's been a part of my identity. But I wouldn't take a Major League Baseball beat unless I was convinced. And it's too old. I'm too old now. But I would. I wouldn't do it if I wasn't convinced that I'd be able to leave that. Leave it for good. Burn it. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> finishing up what I was talking about because somebody brought it up in the chat. What I'm saying is, is that when it goes back to the officiating, I think the biggest problem that we have in officiating right now is officials are getting caught up in the emotion of the games. Like, example, like if you see, yep. like you got 70,000 people in the stands that are ripping and roaring and you're in <clears> – <throat> the fans think it's pass interference and they start going, Ooh, like 
you see the late flags. You see you see things. You're starting to see things in NFL that you normally see in college basketball, where it's so hard to win a game on the road in college basketball if two teams are even because the home team in a packed arena gets calls. Yeah. Because the officials kind of fall victim to it. Especially charging and blocking. Right? Yeah. Charges, I mean, blocks. You know, anything. You know, contact. I mean, LeB- any kind of contact. LeBron James didn't get a call the other night in Boston that he should have gotten. I mean, he went ballistic, and, right. he, sh- and he should have. But I mean, LeBron James, that same play, the exact same play, happens in Los Angeles. That's a foul. Correct. Because they get caught up in the emotion of the game, and and here's, in my opinion, why I think that they really, really, really good. And I think this is a. It starts with the NFL. All right. I think. TV got smart about five or ten years ago, probably about more or less than five years ago, and they started hiring all these really, really good officials, These a lot of white hats, start going to work for networks and work for things like that where they get paid more money and don't have to be involved in that stuff. Well, what happens is, is now you get a guy that's not ready that goes into the white hat. Well, then the people, what position he was, you're getting the good college officials are now going to the NFL. And so it's just a big filter, right? And the, the next thing is, is who wants to be an official? Like who wants that life? Be gone, you know, 180 days a year that you're not home and you're not getting partly paid anything. Oh, and by the way, all you're going to do is if you do your job really good, we won't talk about you. Right. I mean, you're like a professional offensive lineman, a professional kicker. If you do your job really well, we don't talk about you. The first mistake you make, you're you're getting criticized. I mean, who wants that life? Well, that's what I was saying about the the Bengals game the other night. Is a game that was that entertaining. I don't know how good the game was. Because it was kind of a weird game, right? Mahomes wasn't completely on his game. The Bengals' offense was was very had a hard time establishing anything because they couldn't block. But it was an entertaining game. You want that game to end in a way that you're not talking about officiating, right? You want to talk about, <clears throat> but it's bad. Who made a play? Yeah, it's bad, and it's not. But when everybody's talking about officiating, it was about officiating. Yeah. And when it's about officiating, that's not good. I mean, hey, I wasn't the only one. I mean, they showed a picture of Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach, three seconds left. I don't think he realized or wasn't thinking or didn't give a damn that he was on camera, but he was talking into his headset, and he goes, it's rigged. Now, that's emotional. Yeah, that's emotional. That's I do emotional. Not think it, I do not think it's real. I don't either. But if the if it, when when a coach thinks that enough to say it out loud yeah. right there, you it's it's emotional. Sometimes you say things as coach th- say things in the heat of the moment as coaches that don't. I mean, dude, I've gotten into with good friends talk really bad to them in the heat of the moment in a game that yeah, I don't I wouldn't take the anything that happens in between the game you should be uh by the court of law not be held accountable to. All right, you ready to get into this fun discussion that our good friend opened up for discussion this week? I do, but first I want to uh, tell you we're brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They've got everything. um, They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland or wherever you have a – local walk-ons but if you're in oxford or you're in ridgeland there in the jackson area please make sure that you tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring uh, this show and all of our mpw digital programming we're also brought to you by our friends at comer heating and air southern air conditioning and heating we'll have a hand raise guys tonight it is pre-recorded but it's good what uh, you got got uh hugh kellenberger yeah i know uh, you 
Yeah, Hugh uh, in charge of uh, all bas- college basketball coverage mm-hmm. for the Athletic. He's going to talk college basketball. And then uh, Cole Patterson with Rivals.com is going to come on with me. Going to tape here in eh, about two hours with Cole. So uh, we'll bring that to you. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but the same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call the people at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, Olive Branch, that area, call the people at Southern. They'll take care of you really well. 662-429-4429. I like the uh, the new graphics you got up here on the, on the screen, dude, for the live stream. Well, we're working at it. Look at you, man. Working at it. Trying to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Like the background, Just trying to make it better, try. trying to trying to enhance the and trying to enhance the viewing experience for all of our seven fans. Yeah, well, we'll piss them off here in a minute, so we'll be down to my mom will listen. Mom and dad, we always have two. My mom will listen to. Oh, so we got three. And my dad listens to four. So that's four. That's how many? How many you need? That's it. It's only people matter. All right, so I'm gonna skip over my. The only thing I'm gonna say, I am not gonna skip over this either. Okay. Jaden Rashada, Arizona State. You see that? I did. I am. Um, what's the right words I want to say here? I don't know. When you go act like a freaking buffoon and you throw all your business out on Front Street that you're not going to get your $13 million and you want to take your ball and go home, 
I'd be interested to see what this NIL deal looks like with Arizona State. He probably lost about $5 million because he wanted to be emotional. Because there's what's guaranteed and there's what's worked for. I I feel like for me to completely pass judgment one way or the other. I want to see what this Arizona State deal is. Well, I'd also like to know the details of what actually was agreed to with Florida. And I don't know. And I'd like to know. I don't. I, I will say this. I don't know the exact amounts that were agreed to, but to my understanding, and that's why you, you can't. You gotta before you make an opinion on something, you need to know both sides. I feel like I have enough of the side to formulate my own opinion to where I okay. kind of get where I'm going at. Okay. I think there was a number that was guaranteed coming from the collective. Right. And the other amount of money was coming because of things he was going to have to work for. Okay. Okay. Just like every other NIL deal that's out there. The collective gives guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. All right. All these packages you see are, hey, look, you come here, we'll get you this deal, da-da-da-da-da. It's worth this amount of money. But you got to go do this, 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 Here's this, where this, the this confusion more. comes. He wanted it all guaranteed. Here's where the confusion comes is that by the letter of the law, the rules, right, is none of it can be performance-based. Correct. Well, let me just go ahead and break it to people. Most of these damn deals are performance-based. Because you're not going, nobody's going to want to market you if you don't perform. Right. And that's where the money's coming from. But when you, this is my problem, okay? This is, I don't really have a big problem with a lot of stuff, and you and I are about to have yeah. a conversation in a minute where I'm going to have to play devil's advocate because I basically agree with you, Yeah. which would make for a boring show if I went, you're right, Tyler. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll play the yeah. other side in a minute. This part is with me what bugs me because the fans hear one thing and the kids do too. And the fans hear, well, none of it can be performance-based, but it's all performance-based. The kids hear it can't be performance-based. It's all, it's all, well, of course it's performance-based. You wouldn't mean be in the conversation of getting money if you weren't a good performer. But why, but why say it's not performance-based? Why do we have to do the dog and pony show? hundred percent agree. See, my thing is this. I can't argue. I have one of the things you're going to say in a minute. I completely agree with. I'm going to argue against it for the I'm ready for, for kicks and giggles. But one of the things that I've been saying all along, and people push back on me, they're like, "Oh, but they're kids." Transparency. Transparency. We know what Brock Purdy makes a year. Yeah. We're about to find out what Joe Burrow makes a year. We know Deshaun Watson's deal. We're about to, like, Dansby Swanson signs with the Cubs. It was seven years, $177 million. I know why it's not transparent, but I do agree with you. But my my thing is, if it were even slightly more transparent today than it is, there might be less weirdness about it. The reason it's not, so the fans, I know you and I both know, but the reason, if the fans are wondering why it's not transparent, the reason that your NIL deals aren't transparent is because these collectives don't want their competition to know what they have in their war chest. Okay, it's this big secret that they don't want to know because, and then look, I'll tell you. And then they start bragging about it, though. Look at Ole Miss. I mean, I'm not picking on Ole Miss. But I bet you it's not that number that you hear is not the actual number. It may be more, maybe less. But I bet it's not the real number. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to say, hey, we got we got $9,546,033 going into this. You know, because well, all sure, of a sudden. Well, sure, because like before the season, the Cubs had money to spend. But Jed Hoyer, the Cubs general manager, didn't want to come out. Actually, he's their president. And yeah. Carter Hawkins is their general manager. But whatever. They didn't want to come out and go, 
Hey, so what we have available to spend on the free agent market is $217.6 million. They didn't, <laughs> right. they didn't want agents to know that. Correct. They didn't want the Cardinals to know that, the Mets it's to know that. It's a negotiating tool. And it's a, yeah. But, but when the deal gets done, the contract is out there. Like you, The Cubs couldn't hide Swanson's deal. Once they did it, it was done. When the Mets did that remarkably stupid deal that pissed off all of baseball – with Carlos Correa, the terms were out there. Yeah. There is transparency. And with the college game, there is no transparency. And so you've got you've got fans don't like what did they get? Did they spend what did they and I understand all those questions. And then you have the kids that are coming through and you know this to be true. And it's not even the kids, it's these horrific God you you seven on seven handler people are the worst people on earth. You are you are you are horrific people. Shame on you. My God. Don't get me started. You're predators. You are literally predators. You are one and one big thing, but one thing from being complete criminal predators. You're horrific human beings. Shame on you. And then you get on Twitter and you act like you're altruistic. Go go cut yourself. <laughs> you are horrific. This episode brought to you by the Biden administration. My God. Biden Harris 2024. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. The only thing that they could do about that, which I don't care about the NIL stuff, like NIL's been around a long time. We just started calling it NIL or pay for play or whatever. Um, recently, it's been around a long time. All right, so what I want to start with this thing is, uh, and I'm glad he did, because the conversation has to be out there for this to get fixed. And I've t we've talked about it a little bit, but I want to talk about the portal um, and how to fix this mess we're in. And so I wrote some notes down there. I, I want to I go back in time a little bit, okay? And I want to explain because I, I don't – there's so much misinformation. And the problem is, is the people who are making the rules now, they were not around doing this when – I'm listening All to you, by the out. way. My, my daughter's running into some traffic stuff. And, oh, you're good. And she's on her way home. And so oh, I'm you're good. instructing her. But I'll, I'm listening. I'll explain how it started. So, so the fans know in 2018 is when the transfer portal started. Okay? Not immediate eligibility. The transfer portal started. The reason you hear the word portal is because of this. Kids would want to transfer. You know, pre, before 2018, if a kid wanted to transfer – you would come to the coach, okay, I want to transfer, whatever, and the coach had and the school had to release the player, all right? Like sign a freaking document, release the player. But a part of that release is, is they could say, hey, I'm going to release you to all schools except for school XYZ. They right. could put stipulations on it to prevent you from transferring to a school. Oftentimes it was within the conference. Within the conference or mm -hmm. a rival like, Clemson, South Carolina, or something right. like that, right? So, right? And usually it was somebody on your future schedule. That's how basically the rule worked. Or right. most coach schools did it, right? It's kind of an unwritten rule. Right. Right. But they would stipulate those schools in there. Well, all of a sudden, the kids didn't think that was fair. And the NCAA didn't think that was fair. So what they did is they came up with a transfer portal that basically took those restrictions out of the school's hands, and you were open to everybody. 
Okay, that's how the portal, but you still had the same transfer rules. Still had to sit a year. Still had to sit a year. If it's you one went, of the reasons you had five to play four. Yes, and if you went down a year, if you went down a class, so if you went from FBS to FCS or you below, right you could play right away. Right. All right. So Because if you left, left Alabama from McNeese. You could go play. You could go play. All right. Right. So that's how it started, okay, where I am very passionate about this and where I get very frustrated about this. I'm passionate. I'm frustrated. The reason that I am about this particular subject, and it's a, it's something that I spent a lot of time on. Um, you can call it what you want to. I was very fortunate enough, or I guess not fortunate enough, um, to be asked about the portal before it started and what I thought about it and things like that. And I met with the NCAA on this subject. All right. They came to Oxford, Mississippi. I sat myself and Matt Luke sat in the office with them and went over things. And I literally said in that meeting, I said, there's nothing wrong with the portal and your idea of the portal. I think that's great. I think that should be done. I think that's fair. I said, however, I said, however, what you can never do with the portal ever is grant immediate eligibility. I said those words face to face, less than five feet away. Right. Because if the kid at South Carolina truly wants to transfer to Clemson or vice versa, if he truly wants to, the sitting out a year, he that that'll be something he's willing to do. But if you tell a kid who's just kind of whimsical about it, whimsical is not the right word, just kind of flipping about it, hey, you're gonna have to sit a year. They're gonna reconsider at least for a minute, and make sure that's indeed what they want to do. Correct. And then here's what I stated when I said this. And I said, one, and this is my favorite part, I said it's going to take you five years to figure out that you have a problem. I said then it's going to take you another five years to figure it out. What year are we in, Neil? Well, you're in year five, and you were right on that one. And on the second part, Tyler, I think you're wrong. Now, I think you're right, but I think you're wrong. Here's where you and I disagree. I agree with you completely, but I said this this morning on the Oxford Exxon podcast, so I'm going to repeat it for those who didn't listen. I think the genie's out of the bottle. That's fair. Okay? The genie's out of the bottle, and she got she got freedom, buddy. Hey, I, got, hey, I got a question for you, though. She got No, hold on. She got freedom. She's out of the bottle. She, she's gone down Michigan Avenue, and she's bought her some fancy new clothes, and she's found a couple of bla- places that serve the best Cosmo in the world, and she's found a, 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 a Soul Cycle or a Peloton or whatever, and she's got her spin class that she loves and a yoga class that she loves, and she's dating Prince Charming. She ain't about to get back in that bottle. Are you kidding? She's living her best life right now. That was their mistake. Once they did it, there's no going back. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. Why can't they put it back in the bottle? Why? Well, I hear that. I hear everybody say they can't put it back in the okay. bottle, but I'll, nobody I'll, can tell me why they can't put it back in the bottle. Because it would be viewed as anti player. And everything they're doing right now is pro player. And they'll have to fight because someone will take them to court. They Here's, won't have a legal leg to stand on. I'm, I, well, you might be right. It's interesting. But here's the I'm, I'm going to defend the NCAA for just one split second. And I'm not one to defend them because I think for the most part, they're a bunch of weirdos. They knew when they fought so hard to hang on to the old model that if you gave an inch, they would take a mile. That there was never going to be a compromise. They knew that if you gave anything at all, 
they would just keep taking. They would just keep taking. There was no satisfying. You were never going to get in the middle and go, yeah, you know what? We would like this, but we see your points. We'll meet you halfway. That's not the way that operates. And so they fought tooth and nail. And when they finally got to a place where they just went, screw it. Take it all. It all happened at one time. I, I, I can't remember if it was Eli Drinkwitz is what comes to mind. It was a, Some coach said the problem is not the transfer portal. The problem is not NIL. The problem is, is that we just put both of those things in at the exact same time without any guardrails, pushed the car down the mountain and went, good luck. And it's just going super fast. Doesn't have brakes. It doesn't have guardrails. And you're like, gosh, surprised it went over the cliff like that. Why are you surprised that it went over the What in the world made you think that it was going to go vroom, vroom, vroom down the mountain? Have you ever watched somebody snow ski? Uh, I've tried it. So when you snow ski, when you snow ski down the mountain, how do you how do you do it? You kind of go side to side to side to side. Unless you can't turn like me. Or if you, <laughs> or you go down straight like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Well, when you go straight out like a bat out of hell, a lot of times people get hurt because they go too fast. They can't control their speed. They go into a tree. I mean, literally, people get hurt, killed doing that. Typically, the person who's going side to side to side to side, hey, they might fall. They can be all right. Get up. They finish. Get back on the lift. Go do it again. What we've created now is this system where everybody's just going boom, down the hill, and you can't be surprised when it crashes. In fact, you should expect the crash. And it's why people like me are looking at it, and I have this really negative view of where it's going, and everybody goes, why are you so negative about it? I'm like, because I think I see what I see. And if I'm wrong... I'll tell you I'm wrong. I don't think what they're doing right now is going to be appeasing, um, appetizing is the better word, appetizing yeah. to the common right fan there. in five, six, seven years. When a <clears throat> roster turns over, when 50 people of an 85-man roster turn over every year, and that is exactly where we're headed. Yeah. When that happens, I think fans are going to look at it and go, this isn't what I grew up liking. All right, so let me, let me say this, okay? This is what I brought up. I went back and looked at my notes, by the way. I said, when you do this, you're going to have tampering. Tampering is out of control. Yeah. Okay? I, I, you know what I call it? I call it the tampering portal. Yeah, tampering is out of control. Yes. You're having to spend, and people don't understand this. People like to, to like throw this out, out the door. And this is where my frustration and why I'm passionate about it is because the people making the rules and the people bitching about this, their limit to recruiting experience and actually sitting in living rooms and building a roster is playing a fucking video game that, that's eight years old. That's their limit. They've never put together a roster. They don't understand what goes into it, what goes into culture. They don't understand that because they've never done it. And so we're, we're making rules. These people are making rules. All right? So here's the deal. All right? And I'm being dead serious about this. If you want this fixed, there's one way to fix it. Because we all are bitching. We've been bitching for a year now mm -hmm. about we need regulation. We need this. We need this. And so what we keep doing is we keep putting Band-Aids on bullet wounds. That's what we're doing. We're putting Band-Aids on bullet wounds, but we're not. Sooner or later, if you want to survive, mm -hmm. okay, if you want to survive, you got to go have surgery. 
and you got to go put it back to where it was. Mm-hmm. When you're having a failing company or things aren't going great, okay, I think we would all agree Federal Express is one of the greatest companies, greatest companies out there. Okay, built from nothing, whatever, all the way up. Well, guess what? FedEx had to lay off workers this week. Okay, sooner or later, if you want to fix something, mm-hmm. you have to put it back to where it was. All right? Keep your NIL. That's the thing. I don't think you're putting that back in the ball. I agree with that one 200%. When it comes, if you want to fix everything else. NIL's fine. NIL has been around. Like People are like, what? Uh, NIL wasn't back. You know, you can't set it back because NIL wasn't there. NIL's been there. Of course. Okay? It's been there. Let's don't kid ourselves. Here's how you fix it, and it's really simple. No matter what happens, when you transfer, you sit out a year. That stops tampering. Mm-hmm. Stops it. You don't have to recruit your own well, players. It certainly curtails the hell out of it. Right? Nobody's. Well, you're not. You're not recruiting a kid. You're not tampering with a kid, and gonna have to pay the kid now nil wise to come sit sit and not right, play. Right, right, right. It's gonna right. cut out tampering. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to recruit your own players. You can actually build a culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fan apathy, which you just hit, that's coming, boss. Oh, I think there's already signs of it. But it's coming hard, big time. Okay. You big cut time. that out. Okay, you cut I mean, that think, out. I've been trying to tell people this, right? This fan apathy thing, people are like, well, there won't be. Everybody's it cheers for the laundry. No, no it's you, coming. You don't really cheer for the laundry. If you think about it, do you really cheer for the laundry? Let's take the Braves. Okay? Let's take the Braves. When I, I'm not a Braves fan, and when I go to a Braves game, I know who I'm going to see. Right? Fred, Grind, I'm fixing to address you in a minute, Grind. I got something for you. I know I'm going to see Ozzy Albies. I'm going to see Ronald Acuna. I'm going to see the ha- Michael Harris. I'm, I'm, I know who I'm going to see. Yeah, the, and there's transactions. There's trades that happen in, in, in baseball. And Freddie Freeman opted for free agency, and he's a Dodger now. Yeah. Uh, Dansby Swanson opted for free agency. He's a Brave now. I mean, a, a Cub now. Yet when those guys, I guarantee you, when Dansby Swanson takes his first at-bat at, was it Truist Park? Yes. In Atlanta, he's going to get a standing ovation. Why? Why is he getting a standing ovation? Because he was there for a year? No, because he was there for six years and he was part of something. He won a title. Freddie Freeman got his ring and choked up and cried, and Brian Snicker had to come out and hug him on the damn field. It's different. It's emotional. You're taking an emotion matters in sports. Yeah. Look at Wrigley last year when Wilson Contreras took his last at-bat. Why were the people so emotional about Wilson Contreras? And when he takes his first at-bat as a Cub, as a Cardinal, at Wrigley, he's going to get another standing ovation. A Cardinal is. Why? Because he meant something to those fans because he was there for seven years, basically. Yeah. In the organization for 15. Yeah. But he, he played he, – he was part of the team that won the World Series. He was part of he, – he, he, you, know, you know what I'm saying. No, I do. I get it. When you take that out of sports – You don't have sport. You just have you just have games. Yeah, it's and, like it's the same and that's problem where that we're XFL's going to have that you don't have the you know you don't have any. I covered Auburn years ago, and that Auburn team that everybody loved with Ben Leard and Alex Lincoln and Ronnie Daniels and Rudy Johnson and Cole Kubelik and and uh, uh, Kendall Simmons and the fact that I can still name all those cats, it's Auburn people love that team. Why? Because they'd been with them. They'd, they'd watch them lose. They watched them go through this coaching change where the coach quit in the middle of the year. 
and a new coach came in, and they had a bad first season, and then they worked their way up, and they ended up in Atlanta playing for the SEC championship, and people loved them, Rob Pate, those guys. Those guys, 20 years later, still mean something to Auburn people. Yeah. And here's the thing. All right, so, Grind, I'm going to address you in just a second because I, I 100% disagree with what you're saying. I'm going to tell you why. All right, so. What, what did he say? Well, he said a bunch of stuff. I'm going to cover okay. it in just a second. All right. All right, so when you you can't build a roster right now because you don't know who's coming and who's going, okay? That's very difficult to do, okay? You're managing uh, – and so when I say talk about the transfer portal, okay, if you want to transfer and you're talking about the legality of it, you don't want to be here, you can transfer. You just have to sit out a year. We're not going back 100 years. We're going back 10 years ago. And let me tell you where the legality of it came in because I want to explain this to the fans too, and maybe you may not know this either. I'm just going to explain it to you. When twenty years, when I first started coaching, this was the rule. Okay, here's how you. This is how you transfer. If you transfer down FCS, you're legal. If you transfer FBS or up, you have to sit out a year. If you graduate, that is your free agency. Because here's the other thing lost in this, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Kids aren't graduating. Okay, so if we're about getting a kids' education and all that shit, yeah. Okay, and we can say we're not, but we are. Okay, we are. I don't that 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 these that's stupid for these kids not to get their degree. But I, I sit there and had a conversation with a guy today that's running a, a SEC recruiting department that's talking about guys trying to transfer in and losing 45 and 50 hours. That's stupid. Okay? That, that's almost a full year and a half of classes because they want to transfer. All right? But here, here's the problem. When you start doing this, now you have kids for three years. You can get invested and all that stuff if they want to graduate and go. But most of them are going to go to the NFL if they're that good. All right? But here's what Grind said. And a lot of people are like, well, coaches can leave and go, can go anytime they want to. Coaches in the NFL get fired all the time. Coaches are also employees. Uh, yeah, and if if coach exactly, coaches you can't are make employees. Them, you're not making employees. And people that say that you there's can't, buyout clauses on their contracts. Yeah. Coaches are employees. Josh it's, Allen, if Sean McDermott gets fired or takes the job with the Broncos, Josh Allen's not going with him. No. Okay, that's what's happening right now. Okay, Lincoln Riley took the USC job, and Caleb Williams went to USC. That's what's happening right now, and it's going to continue to happen. If Lane Kiffin packed his shit up and went to Auburn back when he was going to go, guess who was going to be the starting running back next year? Quinshawn Junkins would have been the starting running back at Auburn. And if you don't believe that, you're fucking lying to yourself. And we all know that. That's the truth. I agree with that. Okay? Sure. So that's got to stop. That's that's how this is fixed, okay? He uh, Grind said, well, these coaches rely too much on the transfer portal. They don't want to go back. That's bullshit because I was on the phone with four of them today. Yeah. And they all begging for it. They're begging for I it. I mean, even Lane Kiffin yesterday. Listen, Lane Kiffin yesterday, I heard all Miss people going, he's complaining. That's not what I heard. And I've been critical of Kiffin before. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Kiffin homer. You've heard me criticize Lane. Yeah. I thought Lane handled the Auburn thing poorly. I thought he handled November poorly. There you go. I, I criticized him. I thought, I thought his coaching in the second half of the Arkansas game in Fayetteville was abysmal. I thought he lost two games in one day. There's criticisms yeah. of Lane Kiffin. I thought everything he said yesterday was spot on. He, he was. And then here's the thing with him. All right, let's take Lane What Kiffin. I was going to say was, what I was going to say real quick, is here's this guy that's marketing himself, and he's not doing it for his own personal marketing. He's doing it because the kids like the idea. He's trying to get kids. Yeah, he called it the portal king. He's trying to market. He's trying to build a roster in this crazy the, world. The portal king. I think even the portal king would tell you this is stupid. 100%. Well, here's the thing, all right? In fact, he kind of said it yesterday. Lane Kiffin. Let's take Lane Kiffin, for example. Okay. This is the other thing that's going to happen. Is he's got to go get all these kids out of the portal, right? What happens when he goes 6-6? Six and six? He doesn't have a good portal class. Guess what's going to happen to Lane Kiffin? Everybody's going to want to fire his ass. Did that make him less of a coach? 
No, and 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 Lane even yesterday it got lost because he said it early. But he talked about culture. It's yeah. look, Ole Miss, and I have fans that go, "Why don't you, if you know this? Why don't you tell you?" And I get it. I totally understand that because I can't because I'd be burning sources. Ole Miss had real culture problems last season, yeah. and it was it was everybody does, and too. it was portal related. It yeah. was nil related. It this. You added both at the same time. Yes. And I, I get, hey, listen, I, again, I agree with you. I'll just believe the NCAA going, okay, you know what? We got we, we, we went too far. I'm going to believe it when I see That's it. That's the problem, right? Because doing this is going to say, hey, we made a mistake. All right. Well, well it's they, not, only, not only that, I don't think that's the part that's hard for them. I think the part that's hard for them is not to go, you know what? We, we went too far. I think the part that's hard for them is going, this is going to draw criticism because the left, I'm, I'm going to make this conservative liberal for a minute. Liberals are going to lose their freaking mind. They're going to say, you're taking rights away from the players. You are restricting their earning ability. You're, that's, but you're not. But that's what's coming, and they want no part of that. If you, can, if you want to transfer, transfer. That's not, but that's what I'm saying. You're not restricting But that. Tyler, Tyler, are you paying attention? Yes. They're not. There's no sign at all that the NCAA has any appetite at all for getting beat up i get that but you don't have the right it's not a right to go play college football it's not a it's not a it's not a right to go no it's not i mean i'm with you with that one but i'm with you but i'm just telling i'm I'm not i'm not telling you what neil mccrady thinks yeah i'm telling you what i think the ncaa looks at it and goes we're not prepared to take this media beating that's that's coming their way and that's the problem you don't, the you don't need to be if the you media is going to kill them. If you can't make tough decisions, sure, okay, you don't need to be in that position. Sure. If you can't make those tough decisions, you you shouldn't be in that position. And all this pushback, oh, you know this that this that this that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And everybody's like, oh, well, they they can't do that. That's bullshit. They can do it because they've done it. And let me tell you where. The, I, and I skipped over this a minute ago because I got going. I'm pissed off about it. This all started about 12 to 15, uh, 13 years ago is the first one I can remember. This legal thing where a lawyer up, this all happened with this. This is where the NCAA fucked it all up. It started about 10, 13 years ago where these kids were used to, everything was hunky-dory for a long, forever in the history of college football. Everything was hunky-dory. Transfer rules were exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about making up a transfer rule. I'm just talking about doing it the way it was done. And so a kid, somebody said, I want to transfer back because my grandmother's sick. All right, all right. They had a real reason they want to transfer back. So the NCAA granted them immediate eligibility because they needed to go home, closer to home, for whatever reason, right? Okay, sure. Well, then all of a sudden, everybody's like, damn, they just gave that kid immediate eligibility. Let's say you got – I mean, people started fabricating stories of people, like, in your home state or coming back closer to home. People started fabricating stories, and the NCAA would say, nope. You're not eligible. Yep, you are. Nope, you are. And they were picking. I'm talking about like 10 miles difference. And so people started lawyering up and mm-hmm. saying, you've already got precedent. This is not precedent. Okay? These are the rules. This is what we're doing under no circumstance. And you know what? If you d- Maybe you should, like, investigate. Guys are going to lawyer up go, now. They can lawyer up all mm-hmm. they fucking want to. And there's nothing they can do about it if you don't do any. This is what the rule is. You have to have a hard and fast rule that you never. You can't. And, can I, have and no, that was my can, whole can deal. No exceptions. When I talk to the incident, that's why I get frustrated. They're not going to do it. Because I told them, if you, you, this is what you have to do. Not going to do it. 
But if that's what the rule, that's when the lawyering up came from. I understand. And then Ole Miss was involved in the last one because that's I brought it up as an example. When uh, Ole Miss went through the uh, NCAA stuff and they let all the kids leave here for immediate eligibility, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many fucking programs turn in violations every year? Every fucking one of them. Now, some of them don't go public, but every program turns in 40, 50 violations a year. So now the kids are lawyering up and saying, hey, you let them Ole Miss guys leave and go play at Michigan and, and Central Florida and Houston and all that. You got violations at our school. We're afraid they're going to get put on probation. Let me leave. Lawyer up, gone. The simple rule is this. You don't – you go back to what it was 20 years ago. It's, it fixes everything. It literally fixes everything. And because the other thing that's going on right now, which we've talked about all these things in the past, but high school kids aren't getting signed. I had a conversation with a high school coach in Mississippi on whatever day the basketball game was. I was actually walking in the game. Tuesday. Tuesday, night before signing day. He has a receiver there that's an SEC receiver. He is all day long. He's got like two FCS offers. That's all he's got. I probably know the school, yeah. All right? He's got two. Mm-hmm. Guy's a baller. Mm-hmm. And I had to advise, hey, I would send the kid to junior college for a year because he's not going to transfer out if he doesn't have film. He's, nobody's going to take him with the roles. And where I get frustrated, and if you send him somewhere as an invited walk-on or whatnot, he's 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 just he's a number. He's just a number. He's a piece of meat. He's not going to get the attention, et cetera. But where I get frustrated more than anything is this is not a hard fix. It's legal. There's nothing they can do about it. And look, if you don't want to follow by these rules, don't fucking play. Okay, don't fucking play. <laughs> Every this is not a right to do this. It's not. You don't have the right. To go play college football. Well, no, that's true. Okay, right. I couldn't. So, I couldn't just go sign up and play. When you when you sign a national letter of intent, okay, the intent, the whole point of the drill is, is during recruiting, is to make sure this is a great fit for me and my future. Mm-hmm. Not to say, hey, if I don't like if I don't like this coach, I'm out of here. Because let me tell you the other thing we're doing here. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm hot on this. One. I know you are. I'm, I'm passionate I know. about this I know. because I, I fucking understand it. And it pisses me off when people ain't got a fucking clue what they're talking about. <laughs> Talk, I, fix Remi- this, remind me fix to put this. the, put the E by this. Well, it pisses me off, man. Cause they don't know shit. And they, they, Hey, let's, let's just throw this on the wall and see if it sticks. Hey, let's do this. You're not fixing shit. You're just making more problems. You're just making more problems. You're not fixing anything. It's because the fix the fix is tough love, and I'm telling you, man, that's that's not that's not what they're willing to do right now. But that's because what, they're so scared that Tom Mars or someone is going to lawyer up. Fuck and Tom t- Mars. I'm just telling you, I don't know you, Tom. I'm sure you're a great guy, but they're, I don't know. They're so what afraid you're doing. that that he's he represented like Shea Patterson or some of those guys. They're so afraid that that someone like him is going to lawyer up. And he's going to take them to court, and they're going to lose. And they hate. But they can't lose. They hate the idea of losing. But they can't lose. If it's the same thing. I'm explaining thing, to you what they think. Because there was precedent before. If and the there's only no way they're ever going to do it is reset the some of these coaches who are saying this privately say it publicly. And if a coach says it publicly, he's terrified that that's going to make him where no one's going to want to come play for him because he's going to be viewed as anti-player. At some point, someone's going to have to have. It's why someone suggested in my mailbag about Nick Saban. Like Nick Saban stepping away from Alabama and becoming the college football czar and saying these things out loud might actually lead to some if traction. He, hey, I, hey, if he becomes the college football czar, watch for your boy to go be the recruiting czar. Fix this shit. But you understand my point. 
it's going to take it's going to take a voice like that. We may not be doing the show much anymore. But we'll get we'll get recruiting fixed. It's just, it, but that's the part that that pisses me off is the people making the rules don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about. They don't. They'd be like me going and making regulations for heart surgery. Well, they've certainly. Never, I've watched ER. The, <laughs> I mean, why can't I make? That's that's literally how I feel. I've right. watched ER. Sure. Why can't I go? Why can't I go make no, uh, a, recommendations for heart surgery? It's a great point. The people that are making these rules have never been on a coaching staff. They've never they've, been in a living room. They, they've never recruited. Never, pushed, never recruited. Never put a roster together. Right. They've never done anything. Well, right now, I don't know how any. I mean, I asked Lane Kiffin a question yesterday, and he gave me a, what I thought was a great answer. And I've had people push back and go, "He didn't answer. You didn't press." I asked him. I said, "How do you?" I watched it. How do you, you know, kind of figure out? Any idea what number you're looking at in the spring? And he's like, no. He doesn't know. And, and, and was, none of them do. It was an honest answer. He's like, look, I mean, I, we're going to have surprises. There are going to be guys that – there's going to be guys that walk in, into the building or just leave. That Guys just check out. And Grind, Grind says if coaches didn't want to win so bad, then players wouldn't get tampered with. It's survival. Oh, you have to tamper right now. It's survival. You you can only go with what the rules are. I get, like, Yeah, I mean, every, I every, every coach is tampering. Coaches who hate tampering are tampering. It's Everyone's just, tampering. It's it's so you have to tamper. And the and here's the thing too is is people think that, you know, well this this is not you know fair to the kids. The hell it isn't fair to the kids. They're I, you you're, long as they're getting paid, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Let them get paid. Okay, they've been getting paid for years anyway. Right now they're getting legally paid or above the table. I guess that is your transparency. It's a lot more transparent than it used to be. Uh, some of them are still getting under the table. But my point is is if you're getting six hundred thousand dollars, put that in print. It's, it's more transparent than it used to be. You're making $600,000. But I just don't – this is a very easy fix. you got to have the fucking nuts to do it. It's not hard. This is an easy fix. And guess – you know how many coaches will be against it, by the way? Zero. Oh, I know that. And you know how many presidents would be against it? How many, Zero. How many coaches would come out publicly and say they were for it? If they asked about it, I bet 100%. Oh, see, I don't think so. Who would say they wouldn't, wouldn't for it? Why wouldn't they be for it? Publicly. Why wouldn't they be for it? Because if you come out and say, because it's the kids are going to lose their minds, but, but that's so what when I'm you say that, when you come out and you go, yeah, you know what, I don't, I, I think, I think, I think guys, I think there should be limitations on on their ability to tra to transfer. I think, I think they should be able to transfer, but if you transfer, you have to sit a year. I think kids will push back hard. I know they will, because right now where they've opened this door, and Kiffin said this yesterday, he's right. Kids now are going, you know what, I'm going to go to this place. It's probably not the best fit for me. But I'm going to go. I'm going to get – because they offered me the big bag. I'm going to go, and if it doesn't work out, I'm going to bolt. I'll go someplace else and see if I can get a bigger bag. And that's what they're doing. And so – I'm glad you brought that up. Keep feeling – I want to so, say something on that. So that affects – that impacts the, the, your ability to, to, to build a roster, your ability to build any kind of a culture, your ability to do any – I mean, look, there's a handful of programs, like maybe three, four, that are sort of above this right now. But like Alabama put out a big thing today about NIL. I mean, they're they're like all in on yeah. hey, we got to we got to do this thing. Pay them. Yeah. It, it, it's again. I go back to the the group, and it's funny that I'm like becoming the voice of the fan because I'm the furthest thing in the world from it. Right. I mean, like if if I got out of journalism, I don't know how much college football I'd watch. But no one's even thinking about the fan. You're asking the fan, hey, pay more for tickets. Oh, help us pay for the players. Oh, and the roster's going to flip over so many times that the players we're asking you to play for, they're probably not going to be here next year. And then next year, help us pay for more players. 
They go, at some point, the fan goes, nah, I'm good. Especially the casual fan. Yeah. The they're, guy they're who. Killing, they're killing themselves. The guy who just goes, hey, you know what I like about college football is I take my kids back to the alma mater. We go see some friends, have some chicken fingers, have a beer. Kids have a couple of juice boxes. We go cheer, get a pom-pom, get a sweatshirt, and head home. Grind, that, that guy I'm trying to type something grind but what i was saying is you can transfer down or sit out just like it's been done for the hundred and 150 years of the 153 years that football's been around yeah it's not saying i mean to defend you here it's not saying that the kid that goes I'm not making shit up say, say the kid that signs with iowa state and he gets to iowa state and a year in he goes this just isn't a good fit for me transfer and you know what i i made a mistake I should have I should have gone to Kansas. That's where I liked. Yeah. And Kansas still has a spot for you. You can transfer to Kansas on scholarship and sit a year. Yeah. And for that to happen, two things. One, you really wanted to do it. You really wanted to do it. And two, you're going to be on scholarship at Kansas for a year without being able to play. So they really want you. And so the odds are that's going to kind of work out. The odds are that's going to work out. Because if they take you, they're invested in you too. Because they're tell- saying, hey, you know what? We like you so much, Johnny, that we'll bring you in and put you on scholarship and put you in our program and put you in our building and all those things, even though you can't help us on the field next year. You can't help us against Oklahoma State because you're not going to be able to play. But we believe that in two years, you're going to be a big part of what we're doing. Yeah. And Grind says this, so a kid can't transfer from Florida to Georgia if Napier gets fired without sitting. No, he cannot, because this is why. In the NFL, if Cliff Kingsbury, which he just got fired, if he gets the offensive coordinator, I'm just making shit up now, if he took the offensive coordinator job at the Cowboys, Kyler Murray can't go with him. Right. Okay, because we're talking about we're paying players now. Okay, so this is their contract. Okay, you're, you're investing money and capital, and it's expensive. So what do you think about the idea? And look, I know it's stupid. It's not going to happen because it's – the ni the, the the agreements with the collectives can clearly be broken on both sides. The idea of a player coming in and signing a one year deal or a two year deal or a three year deal or a four year deal, where I, he's committed. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. I think it's you make your deal, whatever your deal is, and it, and it doesn't work because look, the only way you do that is you have to you, you have to make the players you have to make the players employees, and people say, well, they do it at the pro level. Yes, they do. They collectively bargain. How would you possibly collectively bargain in college football? Well, that's my point, because, right? Because right, because there's a completely different, like, like if you play for the Falcons, if I play for the Falcons, and you play for the Rams, okay, yeah, there are differences, but we basically operate under the same rules. Yeah, we have the same cap, we have the same rules as a player. I'm on the same rookie scale deal as a as a rookie with the Falcons as you are with the Rams. We go through the same progression, and when we both reach free agency, we're negotiating with the same block of 32 teams. You can't do that in college football, right? Not today. Now maybe there's a like Chase said, Chase said this morning on the Oxford Excellent Podcast. Maybe there's a world where the Big Ten and the SEC band up and go, we're gonna operate differently. We're going to form our own group, College Football Union of America, and our players are going to unionize, and we're going to collectively bargain a revenue sharing, and we'll work it out. But void of that, and we're nowhere close to that, but void of that, there's no way to collectively bargain, and so there's no way to make them employees. No, you can't do that. That's, that's 
that's that's wishful thinking. But so, that's the kind of rules that they've been making because they keep trying to put band-aids on things, right? Oh, well, let's do this and not do that. This is one simple rule. Oh, see, I don't even think they're putting band-aids on it. Like, well, to, I'm talking to, about like no, to your, no 25. They to, your analogy that, things. to your analogy, they're, they're looking at the bullet wound and going, well, you know, if you just leave it alone for a minute, it'll scab over. Well, like the no 80, I'm talking about like little rules, like the no, no 25. Sure. Those yeah. are the, the band-aids. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. I, I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, the bottom line is, is that. <clears throat> they keep tinkering it without fixing the fucking problem. I think what they're basically doing is they're just kind of turning their head to it. Like, I, I, I know there's a wound there, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to look at it. My thing's in caps locks. So I'm not screaming. But the, but here's the thing. is grinding and somebody else said one true free transfer. Okay. One free transfer has been around a long time but it was in other sports, right? Like baseball and things like that. They could have been doing this a long time, but the deal is... Well, those weren't full equivalency sports. There you go. They're not full equivalency sports. And nobody... I mean, look, okay, here's the problem. I mean, like the baseball player, I mean, for baseball example. players are getting paid uh, uh, $2 million to go fucking transfer. Well, I mean, none. Okay, so... But how many football players would? Uh, several. Okay. It's, it's happening now. It's, it's the difference where the money is located. You can do it in other sports. But I mean, base, grind, baseball, you can't do baseball for example, even the really, really good ones like like uh, Gonzalez at Ole Miss, he's not on a full scholarship. Yeah, he's, pro- he's probably like fifty or something. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. So right. it's, it's not most. That, that rule's like, been around a long time. Most baseball players are operating on about twenty-five to thirty-three percent scholarship, so it's not full equivalency. So you don't really kind of it's a different deal. Um, they yeah, that's been around a long time. But but you brought up a good point. I want to say this too. Okay, I know I'm pissed off. I could fucking we could do a ten hour podcast and this shit. I'm trying to finish up, but one big thing about this that's getting lost in everything, and I'm being dead serious about this, is the life lessons. All right, all right, hold on, grind, grind. You're wrong. You're not. You're not. You're wrong. He says now we're handicapping some poor kid that plays at UTEP and wants to transfer to UAB to be close to home. No, you're not. You're not. He can transfer anytime he wants to. If UAB wants him, he just has to sit. A he year. just can't play for a year. Which is the way it was for every year still in the history of college football. And then further. Except for the last two. Further, if. if When this all became a problem. Shocker. You, you could transfer and pay your own way for a year. You Whatever could tra- you want to do. You could transfer and sit out a year. Yeah, but. You just can't play for a year. And everybody's like, well, you know, you know. But that's the point is there has to be some. There has to be something to. And this. By doing this, you fix tampering. You fix recruiting your own roster. You fix your roster management. You fix your the lack of opportunity for high school kids. You fix your locker room chemistry. There's going to be locker room chemistry here at Ole Miss, whether you like it or you don't, because of the you don't have to worry about bringing kids on top of it. Of course. Fan apathy, graduation rates. And the most important thing is life lessons, okay? These kids don't want to fucking compete anymore. I mean, I know if – I mean, I, and if it's happening at Ole Miss, it's happening everywhere. They're, they're, there are guys that are going into spring with kind of an attitude of, I, I know this. Okay, and I want to see what this looks like. But you can't. That's just. You I, can't. I, want to, I want to see what this looks like. Like I mean, part of part of like contributors. And, and I will say this a hundred times. Okay, I would consider myself an above average successful adult. Above average, not elite, just above average. Okay. Okay. Every fucking life lesson I learned took place when I was playing college football. Every one of them. Hard work. Mm-hmm. Competing, mm-hmm. learning that hey, you know what? You're not as talented as those guys. You're probably going to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. You go back, and I listened to your show this morning, by the way. And so you were the one. Thanks. I was the one guy listening. You go back and you look at people. Very few people, like Eli Manning, it took him three years to play. Yeah, took him t- two, but I mean, yeah, his played in his third year. Sure, sure. Took him time. 
you take people like, you know, one of my favorites um, success stories, Alex Lincoln was a walk on at Auburn mm-hmm. uh, when I was there. You, you don't, you're, it's not a right. You have to earn it. And in real, the real world, like this thing we call the real world, which is what we're supposed to be preparing these kids for. Sure. All right. It's all about presentation and competition. Because if you got a if you got a cool mouse trap, guess what the competitor is going to try to do? He's going to try to repeat. Yeah, you got to compete, man. Yeah, sure. You got to do things. You got to morph. You got to evolve. It's cell phones, man. Okay, the StarTech flip phone was the coolest shit in two thousand four. Okay, now we got this iPhone thirteen. There's going to be a 14, 15, 16, 17. You got to keep improving and you got to keep working. And these kids that are going places and going, man, I, I you know, I'm the freshman, I'm not starting, not playing. Hey, you know what? Let me go transfer, go somewhere, make it, go me hit the easy button. Let me go transfer where I where I can play. Well, guess what? When you your shit's easy for you like that, you're not going to be successful. Because when you go, if you're a really good football player, and you get to Sundays, they're not going to give a shit. They're going to cut your ass because you don't you're not prepared. You don't understand. If you go in the workforce, you're going to get your ass fired because things aren't given to you. And going back to these NIL deals. A lot of these kids got these big NIL deals, and if they just fucking work, they could make a lot more money. But they don't even want to work for the things. Some guy, come, hey, can you come over here and do this or this and this and this, this, this for us? We'll give you, uh, you know, nah. I'd rather just take my 200 guaranteed from the collective, and I'm, that's enough money. I don't have to go work. There's so much more money out there they could go make. They don't want to work for it. You have to learn how to work and compete for your position. That's, that competition breeds success. I don't care what they say. And we can sit here and talk about all this stuff and everybody's got all these great ideas. Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Well, all I know is this. Everybody on this fucking planet is talking about how to fix this thing. But they don't have a fucking solution. They'll, they'll, they'll say something, but it doesn't fix anything. Well, I think they listen to what you're saying and they say what I'm saying, which is, and look, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with you. Okay. I, I, mean, I, know, I, I agree I, with you. You know that I agree with you. That being said, I don't think they have the stomach for it. I really don't. Who? The NCAA. Well, if they don't. I don't. If they don't, I'm just telling you right now. Because what they're gambling on is this. There's nothing getting better. Here's what they're gambling on. Or you want to fix it or you don't? Here's what they're gambling on. The NCAA is gambling. College football is gambling. These college athletics programs are gambling. That people love it so much. Because what they point to right now is they go, you guys, what are you talking about? The ratings have never been higher. And you're like, man, the tree doesn't die at the top. The tree dies at the roots. Yeah. You don't see the roots. I heard your uh I heard your uh tumor's corner expression yeah. this morning. And made, by the, made me saddened, by the way. I had a little tear come to my eye. And by the time you realize I'm the, a part of the cult. By the time you realize the tree is dead, it's been dead for a long time. Yeah. You kept kept holding out hope though, because she still sprung a couple of leaves there for a couple of years. But she yeah, was and you're like, you think that tree's gonna be okay? It's just not the same with and the it, wires and, being there. Anymore. And everybody would just kind of close their eyes and go, yeah, I think it's all right. That's what would have happened. Well, that's I feel like that's what we're doing. It is, you know, and and it's hey, hey, and look, hey, I know what hey, I'm Tyler, saying, Tyler. These are these are major cash cows. This is the part that's interesting with me with athletics is these college football programs keep throwing more and more and more money into the college football. More and more money, and I'm like, hey, you guys, are you paying attention to the grassroots of this sport? The answer is no, they're not. They're not because they don't want to see it. They don't want to talk about it. I, 
I think I know what I'm looking at. I'm, I'm on the record doing this. So if in 20 years college football's current rules and is super-duper healthy, I'm going to look and sound like an idiot, and I'll own it if I'm still around. Yeah. But I don't think I'm wrong. And here's the thing, and I want to make this point clear. I know, we roll. I know. I know there's a lot of people that disagree with what I'm saying. I do understand that. But I ask you to understand this. If you disagree with what I'm saying, I ask you to understand this. Okay, I've done this shit for a fucking minute now. I know you okay? have. I have a pretty successful business doing this shit. Yeah. I don't go out and damn work in a factory and come on and do a podcast. Like, I actually do this shit for a living. Been doing it for a minute. Have a small fucking idea what I'm talking about. Well, you talk to a lot of people, too. Okay. Number two is this. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you, everybody wants to talk about, oh, let's do this. Well, you're not fixing the problems. Okay. If you want to be at the top and you want to sit at the big chair, when you sit at the big chair, you have to make decisions. Yes. Okay. A lot of those solutions to those problems are not going to be popular. You just nailed the word that was going through my head. Okay. They're not going to be popular, but if you got the fucking nuts to do it, <laughs> okay, and you want to fix the problem, it's not going to be easy. No. If the solution you're not was gonna easy. Be, you're not going to win Mr. Popularity. Yeah, if the solution nope. was easy, it already been done. Yeah. Okay. They, no. Some guy sitting up there in Indianapolis would go and flip the coin and the, the solution would be great. No, they're going to rip. Look, whoever does this. Whoever comes out and goes, this is this is this is the only way to fix this is to reverse some of what's happened. The only way to do it is to put the damn vehicle in reverse, and go back and go. Okay, hold up, we got to let's go back to here. You got to put it the, back the way it was. Whoever does that, whatever group, whatever entity, whatever person is going to take a flogging, a flogging. Yeah, I mean they're going to get caned. Yeah, I mean you have to understand that. And 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 listen. You know this in, in in today's world that is hard to do. I understand. That's why I don't have a problem. With I know. That. But okay. I, I get Give it. me some fucking stroke. I'll get the shit fixed in ten minutes because I can already tell you a date. I got. I mean, I've been thinking about this shit a long time. If you can't tell, you say August first of twenty twenty four. Okay. So now you give the coaches because this is the other thing they do that they don't understand. So if you're if you are listening to this podcast, which I do know the NCAA does listen, by the way, I'll tell you that later. They do listen. <laughs> Is NCAA, NCAA, Emily's not still there anymore. No, it's not Emily. Yeah. All right. But here's the thing is you say August the 1st, 2024, okay. because it gives the coaches time to build, to get their plan together, to build the roster. You can't decide two weeks before signing day that you're going to do this and they don't have any high school kids committed. They can go recruit high school kids and build. And by August the 1st, 2024, this rule goes in effect. So that gives everybody this year, Grind, if you want to fucking go from UTEP to UAB, you got one fucking year to do it, boss, because after that, you're locked in. You give them advance warning sure. that this is what's going to happen on August the 1st, 2024. And you have a year of chaos, you and then a, it settles down. Yeah, and if you want to fucking leave, if you don't like where you're at, you better get gone. Right. Because on August the 1st, 2024, we're doing this. Right. Moving forward. Right. And then that gives the coaches time to go recruit the 24 class like and build the roster the way they want to. And if they need to go get some portal guys, you get on the on the back end, whatever you need to do, it gives you a full year to go in there and get your shit right. Because I thought Lane's answer to the question that I asked him, and again, we're going way too long. I thought Lane's answer to my question, the first question I asked was, how do you determine high school versus saving a spot for the portal? How do you do that? You can't. You don't and know. And his, his answer was great. It was like, well, <laughs> It's kind of hard, you know. You you got to decide: is this a kid that's going to transfer? Is this a kid that's going to? You got to evaluate a lot of things because you bring a kid in, and then he transfers after a year, and that's a spot that you didn't. He basically said, at a place like look at Ole Miss. Let's let's we're talking about Ole Miss for a minute. Yeah. No, Ole Miss is not Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Texas A and M on the NIL ladder. They're not. But it's the next rung. 
But they're the very next wrong. Yeah. They're not. They're also not Louisiana Tech. No. And Central they're, Michigan. They're next wrong. They're and they're in a pretty big a good spot. A good spot. Really good spot in comparative. And and they look at it and go, it's kind of almost impossible to build a roster. It's almost impossible to manage a roster. It's almost impossible to do what it is that we need to do. And so he knows. Like he know he's doing Portal King stuff. And I know they he's, all know. He he knows this isn't what he's doing from a roster building standpoint, from a chemistry building standpoint. He knows it's it's got every chance in the world to just blow up. You're literally rolling the dice. He knows it, right? He knows it. And that's every coach and, too. And uh, yeah, I mean, like they're like again, Kirby can be like, I'm not doing it this way. Um because they don't have to. Sarkeesian can go, I don't have to do it this way, thank God. Because they already had a base to build. You know right, what I'm saying? But, but, but you understand my point. Yeah. There just aren't many. And so you, you're it, it's and, like 10 schools. And hey, look, there's nothing stopping Quinn. He, he mentioned Quinshawn Judkins 20 times yesterday, very much on his mind. What does that mean? He knows what's happened with Quinshawn Judkins. Yeah. He, he gets up every day. Every probably SEC going, is, dude, every SEC head coach, everybody talks about their uh, signing day and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Every head, SEC head coach in America, their favorite day of the calendar is February the 1st. When the portal closes. For the SEC. They can't right. transfer SEC to SEC. Right. As long as they make it through February 1st, SEC coaches are good. But, he hey, he doesn't know if that's going to be the day that the Clemson Collective or the Ohio State Collective offers him twice what he's making, and he walks in and goes, hey, coach, I got to go. See ya. Hey, I, we got to go. But the last thing I want to say to you about this, and I want you to talk about because I won't talk about this again until we we'll talk about it next time. Okay. You know how you say, you know, the lawyer up and this and that? Mm -hmm. The SEC, everybody says, oh, you can't do that. But you can. The SEC they has separate rules yeah, from they, they the NCAA. It. They did it. I know. And so they have this February 1st. How many, how many people have uh, – let me ask you a question. How many people have sued the SEC over not transferring the SEC to SEC? Well, nobody because they were all for it. My point. So when I, you have the the master entity saying these are the rules, okay, you can't lawyer up if that's the rule. Maybe that Greg Sankey needs to take his ass. To, Greg, take your ass to Indianapolis and make the rules. Greg's fucking great. He is. He's a genius. He's the best one ever. Yeah. Take go to go to Indianapolis. Like the SEC already does it. Well, that's. I mean, in in all seriousness, all, a bunch of rules. In all seriousness, what has to happen, frankly, is the Greg Sankeys of the world, the the commissioners of the power four make the rules they've got to get together and go this is what has to happen and 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 go to indianapolis and sit down with whoever's in charge i don't know who, who they just hired a new one and go hey this is what we want do it you'll have our support you'll have our full-throated support you'll have our public support it can't be it can't be here's my point to you mm -hmm. tyler because the athletic ross dellinger who's great at what he does andy staples who's great at what he does yep they know all these guys. They can get them on the phone faster than you can. Yep. They get them on the phone, and they can get 30 of them. And they're good enough journalists to never out their sources. Correct. They can get 30 of them privately to go, yeah, we'd be all for it. Privately won't get this done. Correct. Anonymous sources won't move the needle on this. Because what's going to happen is someone like me is going to have to do my job. When Andy writes that story, 30 coaches anonymously said, I've got to, the next time we have a press conference with Lane Kiffin, I've got to say, hey, Lane, there was a story in uh, Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, um, quoting 30 anonymous sources. Were you one of those? <laughs> and he's going to say, right, no, nah, I'm not. Okay well, okay, well, now that you're not, what is your thought on that? And he's going to stumble around it. And, it's gonna, and, and so is everybody else, right? So is Kirk Ferentz and everybody else. And it's not going to go anywhere. 
Yeah. It's the only way that any of that kind of stuff happens where coaches have to publicly go, yeah, this doesn't work like this. We're for the kids getting paid, but this doesn't work like this. It doesn't work. Like, yeah, even yesterday, and Lane got really close yesterday. I mean, to his credit. You can do that when you got a $9 million contract. You can, but Lane got really <laughs> close to the fire yesterday by going, this is a really flawed system. Like, this is, this is, it's almost like Lane had been listening to the Oxford Exxon podcast, except I know a lot of people smarter than me have been saying this too, which is you've created this, it's not pro sports. It's not pro sports because if you look at pro sports, and I watch a lot of pro sports, right? Uh, the, the, the Bengals. Joe Burrow's on a rookie-scale deal. Now, the Bengals could play f- with fire next year and go, hey, you know what? You're still on a rookie-scale deal. We could, we're only going to pay you $1.1 million. He's like, okay, peace out in a year. I'm going to go to the Packers for 60 No, they're going to go to him and go, okay, I know you want 52 Could we do 40 We're going to restructure your contract. There's going to be a contract. He's an employee. It's going to have this much guaranteed and this much over this, and we can defer this, and right? Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid by the Mets because he did the deferral thing. Smart. Yeah, sure. But you, can, you can't do that stuff if they're not employees. Correct. And so you can't keep calling it professional sports if it's not professional sports. So stop calling it that. And to his credit, he kind of said that yesterday. Yeah. And other guys are going to have to start saying it. And when, when the question is, well, how do you fix it? Someone's got to have the but – but you don't recruit kids. You don't go recruit those kids. And someone who does go recruit those kids has to go, we got to change this transfer rule. The reason I do think it, if they would just – you're right. You're 100% correct, by the way. If they would – they would get full support, especially from the other conferences. Sure. Because of the academic implications. There's, we could talk about t- – we don't have time. The academic implications that this would help would be phenomenal. So – I've, I've, we'll finish we'll with finish. Look at the nice doggies. Nice yeah. dogs. They those look, are nice dogs. They look happy. They look happy. Good boys. You I'm, know, those are good boys right there. You hey, can tell. You know what I did today? I unleashed the beast, Bob, and I didn't have a beer. If I'd been drinking on this podcast, that'd have been awesome. We had a couple IPAs on this one. Could have yeah. got dangerous. I didn't drop but like three F-bombs, right? That was that, I, my mayo set a record. In like five minutes. You think I need to call my mom? Tell her this is not. Yeah, what she the, needs to yeah, to. please. She's gonna be pissed. Because I, I mean, having having met your mom over she's the so fu- sweet. Yeah, yeah, she's re- no. Please yeah. d- do that. Yeah. Say, mom. It's probably not one. D- just stay away. You from know this what one. though? My dad does a good job. My dad listens. I think he listens live. He tells her it's probably not a good episode for you to listen to. She gets she gets pissed. But yeah, you need to tell her. Tell him to tell her no. Yeah. I apologize to everybody for my long rant. I'm very passionate about this subject, um, if you can't tell. It's one of the most passionate subjects I'm about. Clearly. but Longest McCready and Siski ever, so we'll stop there. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, reminder, we've been brought to you by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine. It works. BCAAs, <laughs> electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on like Instagram. Like and subscribe, please. At Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Again, Hit, Rain body fuel to learn more uh highly recommend the cherry limeade yeah go Excellent. buy out all the rains buy a hey, buy buy two get one free at kroger by the way buy two get one free at kroger there you go go buy out every rain they have there they got a lot of cherry limeade i saw that today i was <laughs> like yeah there you go they did a, they've done a good job but they i want to thank you all the monster guys are awesome thank you
So uh, until uh, Monday, we'll be back with you Monday. We'll um, talk about Tyler's FCC warning that he got in the mail Friday and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and whatever else might come up. Until then, have a great weekend out there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being part of the stream. We certainly appreciate all of you. Until next time, take care. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.